On the field, inside the clubhouse, and everything in between, this is Brewers Weekly. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City, here's Matt Pauley. A good Thursday evening to you. Welcome into the program as we've got you for the next hour or so talking all things Milwaukee Brewers baseball. Things have changed here over the course of the last, uh, not even a week, the last four or five days, really. Things are uh, very different, but the Brewers are still in pretty good shape, but obviously a tough series in Philadelphia. We'll get into that and much, much more over the course of the next hour or so. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting into the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line. You can tweet into the program as well at Matt Pauly on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. On the program this week, we'll get into the latest on Christian Yelich. When might we expect him back? I don't have an answer to that question. That's a, that's a tease. That's a tease that I'm not going to be able to pay off because who knows? Uh, there, there, there is no timeline, but we'll certainly discuss the injury to Christian Yelich and the back issue that just seemingly will not go away. We'll get into that later on uh, during the program. Uh, we'll talk some pitching as uh, the team's pitching continues to perform at a pretty high level, but it has fallen off a little bit, and uh, they've got a bullpen game that's going to be coming up tomorrow as they try to uh, work through some injuries within uh, the rotation, uh, injuries and also what we assume to be a, a COVID outage with, uh, with with Corbin Burns not being with the team right now, although nothing has, uh, has certainly been confirmed at this point. And Talking just from a uh, from a Major League Baseball standpoint, some news today in that Albert Pujols was designated for assignment by the Angels. And I think when you first see that, it's pretty shocking because it's, it's Albert Pujols, right? Future Hall of Famer. But at the same time, he just was not performing at a level that... Uh, the Angels thought it was fit for him to, to stay on the roster, and especially uh, not performing to a level where they were going to be able to give him regular playing time. Uh, they had other people who could play first base and, and be the DH and be more productive. And Pujols is, uh, in addition to wanting to perform, he's still in search of home run number 700. That's a sidebar real quick, and, and we won't dive into this too much today because it's it's kind of hard to really lock down everything, but one of the one of the things that the, the COVID season, the 60-game season, one area where it impacted things and it is going to uh, continue to have impacted things for, for a number of years, think about all the milestones that players hit towards the end of their careers. And now everybody who played in a 60-game season last year lost the opportunity for those other 102 regular season games. And there's going to be an entire generation of players that missed out on those 102 games. And every single time a player retires and they come up just short of some sort of major milestone, we're going to look back at the COVID year and say, well, if, if they play 162, if COVID-19 doesn't exist, that guy probably has, insert statistic here, and Albert Pujols might be the first guy on that because it's it's not real clear if he's going to be able to get to uh, to 700 home runs. But uh, we'll certainly discuss uh, him being designated for assignment. Another no hitter being thrown this week as well in Major League Baseball. Almost almost a perfect game. How if you didn't see this? So John Means of the Baltimore Orioles faces the minimum 27. 
had a strikeout wild pitch where there was a strikeout and then the ball got away from the catcher and he reached first base. He ends up getting thrown out stealing second. So Means faced the minimum 27. He did not give up a hit, and the and he did not issue a walk. The only base runner was on a strikeout wild pitch, and with that, he doesn't get a perfect game. And he said afterwards that he wasn't real worried about that. He was just happy to have the no-hitter. But there, there's a difference between a no-hitter and a perfect game. And it seems like we're seeing more and more no-hitters. Perfect games are, are that thing now that's that super elite deal that, that all of a sudden you're in a very, very select group of people if you can get the perfect game. And John Means was oh so close. A, a play made by the catcher. A catcher blocking a ball, and you've got the perfect game. So, yeah, we got a lot to get into. Again, if you want to join us, you can do so, 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. What, what to say about the Brewers' offense? Like I, I don't even know what to say right now. As I try to, uh, as I try to discuss, they're just—they're not doing what they need to do at the moment, and uh, it is—it's uh, gotten to a point where it certainly has cost them some games here over the last few days. We'll discuss that next. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Back with more Brewers Weekly after this. Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly continues here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Have you until 9 o'clock. Want to join us? You can do so by calling or texting into the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620, or tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We'll grab our first phone call of the night. we got Doug in Baraboo. Hey, Doug, you're on WTMJ. Yeah, good evening, Matt. So, you know, you mentioned this Yelich uh, injury thing. I wanted to make a, a comment. You know, it's somewhat uh, mind-boggling and, you know, and very concerning uh, with this injury uh, to him. It's it's hard to believe, believe that this uh, in this day and age they can't figure out what's wrong with him after doing an MRI. And then, you know, as, as fans, uh, we hardly hear anything. We hear comments. Uh, the manager says, well, need more answers, better answers. And then Yelich himself says, I don't want to go into specifics what is really going on. And then he also says they think there is an understanding of, of what is going on. Shouldn't they just be sending him around the country, the specialist, and getting this thing fixed, do a CT or whatever they do, and do something like uh, they do with Tommy John, and like a doctor, like Dr. Andrews, and uh, get this thing fixed, do surgery if they have to sit him out the whole year i mean he's too valuable he's got so many years left that let's you know, I, I don't know as a fan it's it's it, it, it's frustrating yeah doug you caught the same thing that i caught the day that they announced that he was going back on the injured list because craig council spoke first and council did talk about needing more answers and it it felt like it it felt like listening to craig council talk that there was not there was not a firm understanding of what was going on with the back and that they were they were kind of surprised by some things. And don't forget, he had just gotten an MRI about a week earlier. If you remember that weekend in Chicago, he was sent back to Milwaukee on that Saturday of the Chicago series to get an MRI. And they, with the results of the MRI, they were comfortable for continuing on and trying to get him ready to go and then um you know trying to get him ready to go and 
and then all of a sudden he, he plays the one game and you know it, it he's not there and so Craig Council sounded kind of confused, and then then you heard from Christian Yelich, and Yelich was sort of the opposite. They said, you know, they, they knew what was going on. They they totally knew what was going on, but they were it just was going to kind of take some more time, uh, and that there need to be a little bit more investigation. So I can, yeah, I'm 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 paraphrasing, and, and bluntly, I'm doing a really bad job of paraphrasing what was said on that first day. But Doug hit on kind of what I noticed because it, in a way, it felt like a little bit of a mix message or it felt like two people saying two different things but certainly there's a way to look at and say okay you know what they're they're really saying the same thing but they're looking at it from from a different perspective look i'm i'm not a high level athlete i'm nowhere near being a high level athlete but i think all of us or many of us have dealt with the situations in life where you know we have some sort of medical ailment and we don't totally know what's going on i've had a shoulder that has been in pain for the better part of the last nine months, and I've had x-rays, I've had MRIs, I've had all kinds of imaging done on it, and everything always comes back normal, yet my shoulder still hurts. Now, if I was a professional athlete, I think there'd be probably a lot more stuff going on and that they would be able to find the answer. So comparing me to what's going on here is not exactly apples to apples. But the point being, just because you get an MRI, just because you have a CT, doesn't 100% mean that you're always going to know exactly what's going on. The bottom line on this is they got to figure it out. I, they, they did the thing where he came back and it didn't work. So you can't do that again. That that was a that was a one-time opportunity. Now you have to get him healthy, and this this it cannot be a situation where you're going through a rehab process, you're going through a healing process, and you're trying to get to a point where you can get him back on the field, and then he gets back on the field and he has two hits and he looks nice at the plate, but he shows up to the ballpark the next day and his back is completely tight like that. You can't have that happen. I'm not a doctor. I'm not anywhere near being a doctor. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I I trust in the Brewers' medical staff. I trust that if he needs to go to different doctors and look, think about Ryan Braun and the uh, the what was it like? The, not the cryotherapy, but the thing he would do uh, a couple times uh, a year where he would go to L.A. and and get that treatment. Like there's. There's nothing holding Christian Yelich to, to, to only talking to doctors here. He can go talk to any doctor he wants to anywhere in the world, and I'm sure the Brewers are going to be fully supportive of it. So I, I don't. it's a really tough thing. It, it concerns me. Like I say all that. I just go on and on and on and on and on about this, and really the bottom line is what I'm about to say. It is concerning that they thought he was good to go and he wasn't. Because now the question is, how are they going to know in the future that he's ready to get back on the field? I don't have the answer to that. And if Imogene is not showing an issue, if he's able to go run the bases the day before and feel fine, but then once he actually gets into the game and performs, and then the next day he shows up, like what's what, you know, the, the old... You know, you, you, about doing the same thing over and over again, you know what I'm talking about. You can't do that. Like you just have to. You gotta. You gotta take a different path, and I don't know what that path is. So it's a. It's a. It's concerning, and I don't have an answer. That's why I'm just rambling at this point because I don't have an answer, and I don't think anybody has an answer. And 
clearly we don't know what they know. Like, that's also the bottom line here. We don't know what they know. And there's no reason they have no obligation to us, the media, or us, the fans, or us, anybody outside of that clubhouse. They have zero obligation to speak to what exactly is going on with his back. We don't have to know. They shouldn't tell us. We know there's a back issue, and that's as much as we need to know. Okay, so that's fine, uh, and I'm fine waiting as long as it takes. The, the goal has got to be to get Yelich's back to a point where he is not going to miss extended periods of time again. Now, if he has it the way he's had it throughout his career, where he misses a week or he misses a series or he misses a weekend every once in a while, you know, two, three times a year, okay. That's fine. If there's just a if there's just a little flare up every once in a while that's going to cost him, you know, half dozen games here and there, I'm fine with that. But him having injured list stints that extend a long period of time, that's what you have to avoid moving forward. And uh, again, that that's what if it if it means back surgery, if it means him missing the rest of this year to get it right moving forward, fine, fine. I don't want to see Christian Yelich miss the rest of the year. I don't think we're going to see Christian Yelich miss the rest of the year. But if it's a question of this just continuing to be something that's going to continue to sneak up on him and we're going to continue to see these long stints or he goes get some sort of surgery and he's out for the rest of the season and he's back next year, see you next year, Christian. I'm good with that. Get his back healthy and get it ready to go. 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. That's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Tax Line. You can tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Back with more Brewers Weekly after this. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly does continue here on WTMJ. Brewers back at it tomorrow. They lost today as they have lost the uh, they lost four games in a row against the Phillies. Five games overall. This is their longest losing streak of the season. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let's go back to the phones. Ken is in Illinois. Ken, thanks for waiting. You're on WTMJ. Yes, I have a couple of things I want to see, and I like to feel, find out what you feel about him. Number one, they've been waiting for Garcia to hit all this time. He has a four for four here. They need hitting him some way. They they bench him and then they put him in, and he gets a hit today. You know, I mean, they they can't be wasty guys that that can get a hit now and then. And the other thing is, I'm not a doctor. I know that. Uh, just, I uh, just out of curiosity, I mean, Yelich was off the last month of last year, all the whole off season, and he came back for ten days, and he's off. I mean, I think it's pretty serious that he could go last another ten days and go. But there was a commercial that I saw. I'm not being smart about this, but Brent Favre was throwing the ball with Jerry Rice, and they had his back brace on. They're raving about how good their back feels. They really feel. Sturdy with it. No, I mean it's a it's a way off the line idea. But they they claim that they love the way their backs are with that brace. That's all I have to say. All right, appreciate the phone call. Yeah, I mean there's. <laughs> 
I have I have bought a fair share of uh, of things off TV, so I'm not one to uh, to be critical of of that sort of stuff. But I, I at the same time, I look. I trust the doctors. I trust the doctors, and and I trust. There's a lot of medical equipment that's being used by the brewers and. Stuff that works, I think, is going to be used. And let's not forget, the Brewers are one of the most forward-thinking organizations existing. And uh, they, so if there's something that can help them, A, they're going to do it, and B, I, I'm, I'm fully confident that they're going to allow him to go uh, pursue stuff. So I, with all due respect to, to the, the back thing that is being advertised on TV that – I would probably be very susceptible to buying myself because I am the worst when it comes to to infomercials. Like, do not allow QVC or Home Shopping Network anywhere near me. Don't let me be flipping channels on a Saturday afternoon when some dude is putting food into some sort of chopper and going crazy on it. Like, I am... Greg, I am the worst in the world. Like, I see these things. I'm like, oh, my gosh. That's amazing. I, Facebook ads. Oh, my gosh. I can't tell you how much money I have wasted on buying stuff off of Facebook ads. And I'm I'm self-aware, Greg. I am totally self-aware because I know what I'm doing, but I can't stop. Um, so I, I, I feel bad. I feel like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth when I'm a little bit dismissive of the uh, of the back deal because – it's probably something I would buy, but at the same time, it's probably not something that Christian Yelch would buy. I don't think you're getting a Major League a Baseball training staff when it comes to your back injuries or ailments. So maybe you're good for TV, but I don't know if Christian Yelich, a super athlete, would uh, benefit from such things. However, I don't know. I'm not one to discredit a product, but I believe that Christian probably has better facilities at his disposal. There's this Facebook ad that keeps popping up on my thing for this thing called the like the Rotato Reliever or something, and it's this stupid like <laughs> stick reliever. that you connect like these weighted balls to, and you know one week you do one weight and the next week you do the weight up oh, and the next sure. week you do the weight up and it's like five minutes each day and it's going to it's going to heal your shoulder pain and as i've been to orthopedic doctors and chiropractors and everybody about my darn shoulder i see this ad and i'm like oh, i'm going to buy that and then i go to it and it's like $300 i'm like well, no i'm not going to spend $300 for a stick with a bunch of weighted balls at least, so i stop myself at least you're bought in not literally until the price comes up but you know what? I, I've gotten close. I've gotten close <laughs> multiple times. So there is definitely a possibility that at some point, if that Facebook ad comes up, as I am in a, uh, a fair amount of pain at the moment, that I will, uh, I'll bite the bullet. 855-616-1620. is the Accident Mortgage Talk text line. You could tweet in the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air. This is Brewers Weekly. More Brewers Weekly coming up on WTMJ. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Continuing on, it is the Christian Yelich back injury edition of Brewers Weekly. Is trying to figure out what's going to happen, and I don't think we're going to see him for a while. I don't know how long a while is, but I just they've done the thing where they got him back and it didn't work so now you got to go try something else so i would i would honestly be surprised i hate to say this out loud i hope i'm wrong if i'm wrong we can celebrate later that i'm wrong i am rooting myself to be wrong here i don't think we see him in the month of may 
Uh, I just don't. And let's see what happens in the month of June. Uh, yeah, that's 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 kind of where I would be at. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Let's go to uh, Jim and Camelsport is giving us a call. Hey, Jim, you're on WTMJ. Hey, how you doing tonight? Good. Good, good. Hey, so I was talking to Pancake there, and I Tiger Woods went through some back issues. He's probably, you know, he's a different animal now. We know that, but uh, in some serious injuries with his legs, but he had back injuries that kept him in and out of golfing for how long? And he had to have the best experts out there looking at him, right? Yeah. So I hope that Christian's not in the same boat where he keeps on. This has been nagging him for a couple of years, right? He's missed it's time a, it, for a back. Last yeah, year it's, he did. It's not to correct you, but it's it goes back to his minor league days. This has been nagging him okay. since the, for 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 more than a couple of years. It goes on for pretty much through his entire baseball career. Okay, so. Tiger didn't have it through his whole career, obviously. He won a lot of majors and did a lot of good things. But once it seemed to hit him, it seems like he it just kept him out. Like, he, he stopped in the middle of tournaments, right? Yeah. Yeah, there was a couple like times he where he had to sit out. And, and, right. Yeah, appreciate the phone so, call. I um, Cool. Uh, sorry, I think I cut you off. Sorry about that. You were going in now a little bit on us here. Um, I think the big difference is, uh, Jim, and I would say – Tiger got a bunch of like they knew exactly what was wrong with Tiger's back, and he's had multiple back surgeries. It's not gotten to a point with Yelich where he needs back surgery, and to me that's the big difference. And I am talking from a from a just an I am as much of an amateur with this as as you can be, but to me, when you do back surgery. That's when you've escalated it. That's when all of a sudden this is something that is is—it's more than a nuisance. It's more than an annoyance. And that's what it's always been for Yelich. Uh, Andy Haynes talked to the media prior to today's game on a, a Zoom call. and if you're, a- Andy Haynes was Yelich's manager at a few different minor league stops in, in single A and then uh, spent some time with him at triple A. And it was something that bothered him then. He actually joked about it. So in minor league baseball, a very common thing is these really early day games. We're talking like 10, 10.30, 11 o'clock in the morning. And what these day games are in minor league baseball is it's, it's these kids' days where before the school, uh, the school year is over, it's a field trip day. And once the school year is over, it's like a... It's like like a daycare day or you know a day camp day that sort of thing, and as somebody who spent a number of years working in minor league baseball, I can tell you these days are big time money makers for these minor league teams because you basically get a sellout with just thousands and thousands of kids and get the Tylenol ready because you are going to have a headache like you've never had before after it's just a constant roar of screaming for two and a half, three hours when you've got these kids' days and it's early in the morning and it's weird. And, and Andy Haynes joked this morning that basically he said he couldn't play Yelich on these early days because his back just would not respond to it. And this is when he was in the minor league. So the, the point of it, other than my uh, my little dissertation on, on the early day games in the minor leagues, which I'm still having flashbacks on, other than that, the point being... Yelich has dealt with this for a really, really long time. And I don't. The thing that I would be worried about is are they at a crossroads now? The crossroads being 
previously, it's always been something that is manageable. That it's just going to keep popping up two, three times a year, and you're going to miss a weekend, you're going to miss a week, whatever it might be, and then the, the, the flare-up is going to flare down, and all is going to be good. But if they cross some sort of line where now they're going to have to be more aggressive in its treatment to make sure that it's no longer going to be something. Like we've, I don't know, we've had that conversation with, with doctors before where like you've got something going on and it's kind of an annoyance and they, you, you can try to treat it, but it's not going to completely go away unless you have surgery. Like that, that's, is, are, are those the conversations that are being had? I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of speaking out of turn right now because I'm just, I'm just wondering out loud if that's where they're at, but that would be the worry if it, if if everything else is the same that it's always been, but now all of a sudden this same thing is impacting him in a way where it causes him to be out an extended amount of time, then they're going to have to deal with it in a different way. All right, we have spent enough time on Christian Yelich's back. Let's uh, let's move on to the team's offense. That's not good either, right? Uh, we will discuss uh, the struggles at the plate. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. More Brewers Weekly with Matt Foley coming up on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Brewers get swept in a four-game series by Philadelphia. Overall, they've lost five in a row. Welcome back into Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting into the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Text message from Mark in River West says, uh, I know that you've said on multiple occasions that pitching is different now than it has been in the past as far as pitchers don't comp- uh, pitch complete games anymore because it's too hard on their arms. What about the Phillies pitcher today then? Mark, I think I, I haven't said they don't pitch complete games. Clearly they there are complete games still in Major League Baseball. They're rare. That's the point that I try to make. It is not... Uh, it is not as common of occurrence. Pitching has changed. A lot of times it, it's not worth having a pitcher throw a lot of pitches. But anytime today was an outlier. There's outliers in everything. There's So if you're going to sit here and find an outlier and go, ha, ah, you see, you say this and then look at this. Well, okay, this is this is one time out of how many games. Yes, per uh, complete games still happen. I know that complete games still happen. I've never said that they don't still happen. Sidebar, let's watch. Let's watch what happens now with uh, with Zach Wheeler, because I, I've done this before, and I'm more often than not, I am correct on this. When pitchers are allowed to throw an extreme number of pitches, they normally are impacted by that for multiple outings afterwards, where their production goes down. No, and it's not 100% of the time. This might not happen with Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler might just bounce back completely fine and be good to go. But the more go, if during the course of a season, if you go take every pitcher and find every pitcher who throws, let's say, 110 pitches or more in a game, and then go track what they do in their next two or three games after that and compare it 
to maybe what they did in the two or three games before, more often than not, you're going to see a dip in production. So it's it's in the back of my head now. I I look at Major League box scores every single day. Uh, I am going to keep an eye on this now because uh, if I was Joe Girardi, if I was managing the Phillies, and don't get me wrong, I, I, I think very highly of Joe Girardi. I think he's a good manager. Uh, I would not have let Wheeler out. To, to, I would not have let him finish that game today. 118 pitches, not something I would do. Now, he knows more about Wheeler than I do. Uh, some of those, you know, not all... Not all days are the same when it comes to big time pitch counts. You know, if you're if you're out there and you're just throwing a lot of fastballs and it's a lot of free and easy movement, well then that's a, that's different than a day where you're using a lot of off speed stuff and you're having a hard time uh, really getting through the day. Now, as far as his usage today, he did throw. He threw a fair amount of uh, of off speed stuff. He only used his fastball 37 percent of the time today. He used a slider, 31%. His sinker, 26%. So a sinker isn't as hard on the arm as, say, a slider or a curveball. He did use the curveball a little bit, change up a little bit as well. Uh, so, yeah, we'll watch. I Again, it's not something that you – it never happens. It's something that just tends not to happen. And a lot of times there is more of a benefit as a manager in not allowing it to happen that being said, Philadelphia also, the Brewers had really tested their bullpen over the course of the series. So Wheeler going the nine innings today and giving that bullpen a day off, that probably that, that will pay out some dividends. So that's kind of the other side of it. While that can hurt Wheeler moving forward by him giving all nine innings today, that's probably going to help that team a little bit uh, moving forward. From an offensive standpoint, said we're going to talk about this. The Brewers, I, I, they're really struggling. Uh, and today especially, they had the three hits. They... Their total number of hits in the series up until today's game, it was fine. Seven, eight, ten hits. I think they had a ten-hit day, if I remember correctly. If not, they were they they, they had a, there weren't these two, three, four-hit days except for today. The problem has clearly been the hitting with runners on in scoring position. They didn't have many opportunities today. They went zero for three, but there was a there was a two for twelve day in there. There was a three for twelve day in there. I think there was a two for nine. I think that was. 2 for 12, 3 for 12, 2 for 9, and 0 for 3 off the top of my head, I think was the runners in scoring position over the course of those four games. That's not going to get it done, and that's been kind of the shift. The Brewers the Brewers have not been a very good hitting club most of the season, but as they've not hit, they have hit when they've had opportunities. Their hitting with runners in scoring position have been pretty good. They've been a clutch team, and that had resulted in them winning. And now that other than today, the overall hitting had actually kind of gone in the upward direction. Their team batting average improved each of the last three days before today, but they just weren't hitting with runners in scoring position. And that's the frustrating thing, and that's that's been a problem for this team for, for a couple years. And I know there's a contingent of people out there that want to fire the hitting coach, and I, I'm not in that group. I just, you know, I... I always say this. Like how many people wanted to fire Chris Hook two, three years ago when he first became the pitching coach? I can't tell you how many text messages I got. Fire Chris Hook, fire Chris Hook, fire Chris Hook. And nobody's saying that now because the pitching's doing a really good job. When I first started this job, I think that was Derek Johnson's first year as pitching coach. Fire Derek Johnson. This guy's just a college coach. What is this guy doing over and over and over? And, and it worked out. I can tell you, having been around sports a long time, 
more often than not, not 100% of the time, more often than not, if you just leave people in place who are good at what they do, eventually everything's going to come around. Nobody's asking for Chris Hook to be fired. I would bet, I'm going to ask you right now to have some internal reflection. Are you somebody, like answer this question, are you somebody that wants Andy Haynes fired? Yes or no? If you just answered yes to that question, I want you to transport yourself back a couple years, and I'll ask you, did you want Chris Hook, the Brewers pitching coach, fired two years ago? I think for many of you, the answer is probably yes. And you would probably don't want Chris Hook fired now. Now, just because a pitching coach and his pitchers are, are at a place now, I mean, that, that doesn't... That doesn't guarantee success for hitting. Like I get that. I know there's there, there, there's a that that reasoning is a little bit flawed with where I'm going there. But the point being, Andy Haynes isn't the reason that this team is not hitting. He's just not. If you want to join us, you can do so. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. It's the Ankinet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet it in the program as well at Matt Pauley on air. M A T T P A U L E Y on air. His career probably isn't over, but Albert Pujols designated for assignment today by the Angels. We're going to reflect a little bit on his career and his last 10 years in Anaheim. We're going to do that next. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Catch more Brewers Weekly coming up on WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2, Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studio, this is News Radio WTMJ. This is Brewers Weekly with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Just a couple minutes left here in the program. It's Brewers Weekly. Brewers back at it tomorrow when they open up a three-game series against Miami, a team that just took two out of three from them in Milwaukee last week. Pitching matchup tomorrow. It's going to be a bullpen game for the Brewers as Brent Suter is set to get the start. Trevor Rogers, a left-hander with a 1.91 ERA, will get the start for the Marlins. 6-10 first pitch tomorrow. Our coverage will begin at 535. Across Major League Baseball, uh, Albert Poulos was designated for assignment today. And the Angels have Shohei Atani as their designated hitter, and he's DHing a lot, even though he's pitching. Uh, they've got another guy who they want playing at first base, so there just wasn't going to be an opportunity for Pulis to play very much. Plus, he was not performing at a level where he was, you know, forcing a tough decision to be made. But it, as we take a step back, remember when he left St. Louis and took that huge ten-year contract from the Angels? Huge. He's making thirty-one million dollars this year. $31 million this year, not hitting 200. Uh, he never won a playoff game with the Angels. Not never won a playoff series. Never won a playoff game with the Angels. That's remarkable. Especially when you consider much of his time with the Angels has been spent on teams that also feature the best player in baseball in Mike Trout. They've never won a playoff game. I think they got to the playoffs once. They faced the Royals. They got swept in a series by the Royals. And that's the extent of the playoff experience. I just, I, I would, I'd love to be able to hop back in the DeLorean, go back to that day that Pujols made the decision to leave St. Louis and go to the Angels and say, okay, you're going to go and you're going to get a buttload of money. But, yeah, you're never going to win a playoff game. You're going to go from a place that wins a lot, and you're never going to win a playoff game. Does he still make that decision? 
he was disrespected at the time uh, by the offer that St. Louis gave him. Right or wrong, he felt disrespected. That's a really strong emotion, and it was enough to push him out of there. So, yeah, that's uh, it's interesting. Designated first time. We'll see where he ends up uh, playing the rest of this year, if he ends up. Well, is he going to end up with his, uh, with his boy, Tony La Russa, with the White Sox? We'll see. We will see. All right, that's going to do it. I will talk to you tomorrow after the uh, series opener against Miami for Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ.